Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here. And I'm blessed and grateful because today's going to be an amazing day with Mr. Jason Yarusi. You are definitely going to enjoy this conversation. You're going to be motivated, inspired. I guarantee he's going to push you. He's going to push you beyond your comfort zone today because that's what he's all about. And I admire that about him so much. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. But you know what? I'm feeling good. The sun's shining. Uh, Just got outside, came back and ready to have an amazing conversation. You guys know I love Elevate. I love this podcast and this is what I'm passionate about. So I'm in my element. I'm in my element and uh, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to bring value to you. So I appreciate you showing up. And I want to ask you the question that I always ask, are you ready to take it to another level? Because today is that day. I want to welcome you back to the show where we sit down for mind-expanding conversations with influential authorities in real estate, as well as top experts in other industries and disciplines. This is for Elevate. (laughs) Elevate is for leaders, entrepreneurs, real estate investors who have a burning desire for the extraordinary. They have a burning desire to be extraordinary so that they can give to other people so that they can live fulfilled so they can live a a huge life a big life and give back to other people and enjoy the experience right to be happy to you know have an adventurous life and all the beautiful things right this is for the people who want to be the best of the best it's for it is our mission to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond as you know, we will distill the mindset, the habits, routines, the systems, the tools, the strategies, and so much more from an individual like Jason Yarusi so that you can elevate to a life without limits yourself, right? I want you to be able to identify and apply and put into action what you learn, you know, from this podcast. And I think that, you know, there's so much amazing, limitless value that you can tap into if you prepare your mind for that. And, and I want to invite you to prepare your mind for that today and right now. Because this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through personal growth, real estate investing, other ventures, and most importantly, and ultimately in their lives. You know how I feel about real estate, right? Real estate and personal growth, a constant, never-ending improvement in addition to successful real estate investing can give you whatever you want in your life. That's what Elevate's all about. And uh, whether you use another vehicle, you know, whether you, you know, own a business that's not in real estate that's okay as well. Uh, But we will certainly distill if you're interested in real estate, and you really want to commit to growing your own real estate portfolio. This is a show for you as well, because it is about the mindset, right? A lot of times, as investors, we've got to manage our mindset, we've got to manage our emotions, we've got to manage the ups and the downs, it can be a roller coaster. But for us to achieve long term success through real estate, it's about investing in ourselves, it's about investing in our own constant and never ending improvement. So that's what we're going to do is distill you know, that greatness and that high performance from high performers on the show, you know that. And if you appreciate what we're doing, if you're enjoying Elevate, uh, if this is your first time, by the way, welcome, welcome. Thank you for listening. And and we hope that we earn the opportunity to, you know, share more information with you beyond this. And obviously, you'll see that we've got a, you know, a big and growing library of episodes and content. So we invite you to dive into that. But we want to welcome you. We're grateful to meet you, to great, we're grateful to be able to serve you and provide some amazing content here through this podcast. If you're enjoying this show, I would recommend and I would ask you to subscribe. You know, give us a rating, a review, whether it's you know on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, 
pod chaser is another one. I mean, the podcast world is starting to grow up in some ways. And so we're starting to see more opportunities for folks to, you know, give us a, an opportunity to give us some feedback, but it is very helpful for us. And by the way, we read every single review. I read every single review myself as well. So if you get an opportunity, give us a five-star rating and a review that would help us so, so much. And I also want to invite you to do a few things. Go check out elevatepod.com because there's a ton of resources. You got links to all the show notes where you can connect with the guests, uh, books that are recommended, all these amazing things for every show. I mean, we've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different pieces of resources on elevatepod.com. And of course, that's the hub for everything. Um, but I also want to encourage you to go check out the Facebook community page. It's Elevate Podcast Community on Facebook. It's a group. It's a, um, you know, you just have to knock basically and we'll let you in. And uh, we want to, you know, really engage with you and expand this conversation because this is a tribe, right? Elevate Nation. This is a movement. And we're all about developing, you know, that next level, right? Developing ourselves so that we can raise our game, so that we can raise, you know, people around us and, and rise up together. But it is about high performance. It is about developing a life that you're fulfilled by rather than one that you're tolerated by and you know that you tolerate. And so I want to encourage you to go check out the Facebook community. It is about you know expanding the conversation beyond this podcast and also engaging in the tribe. One other thing I want to share with you is that Elevate High Performance Coaching Academy is incredible. And we invite you to come check this out because elevatecoachingacademy.com we have a free masterclass, a free workshop for people who are committed to taking it to the next level, whether it's making more money, you know, having more free time, getting more deal flow, elevating your mindset, you know, expanding your sort of relationships, expanding your geographical freedom, and really having more impact on other people. If that is you, then go check out Elevate Coaching Academy because this is all about Coach Trevor, my, Trevor McGregor and myself really putting together an immersive eight-week program where we turn decades into days. And I'll give you a hint. I mean, we talk about, you know, bulletproofing your mindset, right? We talk about the three universal modalities of failure. We talk about, you know, the world's number one goal setting and achievement process, how to master time management and learn from the rules 168 and the four D's of time. And by the way, some other things we'll be sharing with you is something that will absolutely change your life as it relates to time management is the productivity pyramid. And uh, once you learn this stuff, you cannot unlearn it. And this is an investment that will pay off, you know, not only this year, but ongoing for the rest of your life. And I guarantee you will make some major shifts by being a part of this process with us. So come enjoy world-class coaching from myself, Coach Trevor McGregor, and also surround yourself in a tribe, in a mastermind tribe, you know, for eight weeks where you can literally transform your business. You can literally transform your real estate portfolio and transform the quality of your life, right? If that is that sounds like you, go check out the free webinar, the free workshop at Elevate Coaching Academy. Dot com. Just go check that out right now. And let me tell you, you're going to get a ton of value from that. And you will also get a hint on how that would look if you were to join us. So we've got an opportunity for you to really come in here and transform everything. So we're, we're excited about that. We're blessed and grateful and we enjoy contributing in this capacity. So with all that said, go visit elevatecoachingacademy.com. And now let me go ahead and introduce you to the man, the myth, the legend, Jason Yerusi, who is the founder of Yerusi Holdings with his wife, Peely. 
They have over 75 million in assets under management across 850 multifamily units. He is an avid runner and workout enthusiast. He hosts the Multifamily Live podcast and the Jason and Peely Project. He wakes up daily at 4.32 a.m. I love the specificity of that. He is also an inspiring ukulele player. And most importantly, he's a father to three amazing kids and, of course, a husband, as we mentioned. So shout out to Peely. Uh, we look forward to hosting her on the show in the near future as well. But uh, with all this said, I really invite you to really learn and enjoy this conversation with Jason Yerusi. Jason, welcome to the show, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. It's always good to be with you. Um, we've known each other for a few years now, but I'm looking forward to introducing you to Elevate Nation and really, you know, giving the audience a look into really, you know, what I know and admire about you. So thank you for taking time. Um, but with all that said, man, tell us a little bit more about who is Jason Yerusi, like as a man, like behind the public image and all these things. If you were to describe yourself in that capacity, how would you go about that? Yeah. And I love this question. Thanks. It's been awesome if, to look back and say, we've known each other a few years now and you've had such tremendous growth and even, you know, the changes you've made to push things forward, the, the success with the podcast. Congrats, man. Thank so you. myself, right. It always comes back to, to what you've done outside of yourself. So, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a father and husband first. I have uh, three lovely kids, six, four, and two, and my beautiful wife, Peely, who's my partner um, with multifamily syndication. So we multifamily syndicators, we have over 800 units across um, four states right now. Um, we've done this since 2017. Prior to that, we were in a number of different capacities. So I've opened uh, restaurants, um, opened and sold a brewery, um, worked in heavy construction, my family construction business, completing uh, about 2,000 flood projects after uh, Hurricane Sandy. Um, I run ultra marathons, did about 2,500 miles uh, last year in 2020. And continue to just build the narrative to just find ways to, to, to just push myself and make sure that I'm constantly showing up even when you don't want to. Because I feel that, that some of the most important things in, in our mind is that we, we have to be able to just continue to do on the days that it's not perfect. Because that's pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. One thing that I'm really curious about you, and I feel like this is so relevant to really dive into with you because you're so committed, right? You're so, you know, you show up even when you don't, and that's just become like who you are. You're almost like David Goggins in some way, right? Which I, I really appreciate about you. So where does that come from? Like, where does the drive to consistently push yourself and maybe even find joy in a little bit of that discomfort or that pain in many ways? I mean, where does that come from? Yeah. And I appreciate that analogy. I probably, if uh, I came back in three other lives, couldn't compete with uh, Mr. David Goggins there. So, <laughs> you know, you, you grow into it, right? It, it's just constantly the point that if you set the tone that today you're going to choose to, to find improvement, it, it doesn't have to be massive improvement. I think we'll, we'll take this back, but one of the things with, with goal setting or new year's resolutions or these other points is that, people set these goals that ultimately maybe they're not fully in, in, engaged in, right? So I want to have a million dollars or I want to have a mansion or I want to do X, right? But you potentially have seen that somewhere else and it's not something that truly means anything to you. So when you don't go after that goal, it's not something that's going to truly affect you because you haven't asked that question, why do I truly want this? And most importantly, what will happen 
if I don't achieve it, right? That, that's almost the more important question. So it just got to a point where when we moved out to New Jersey from New York City, my wife and I knew we were having, um, Peely was pregnant with our first child. And we just were on that point where we wanted to find something that was going to create the life we wanted um, and allow us to, to make the time as we wanted to make the time. Because so much of life is spent being busy, and you get to the end and you say, you look back and you say, what just happened, right? But, it, but few people say, man, I, 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 I wish, you know, I tried less. But so many people don't try more because they, they, they can't think of the goodness that can come out of it, right? So if someone wants to achieve a massive goal, they're afraid to do so because the greatness that can come out of that goal, they, they can't envision it because they haven't fully engulfed in it yet. So they'll, they'll choose to stay exactly where they are, even if it's just something that they hate to be in, right? So that job you'll stay in because you're worried about creating that um, business that could give you everything you want in your life and everything you want, but because you can't think of all the greatness that could come of that uh, business because you haven't had that, you, you'll fall off without actually going after it because it becomes more scary than staying in a place that's just uncomfortable. So for me, as, we, as I've grown, you know, I, I come from, we'll say a, a stubborn uh, Italian dad, right? So, so we'll sometimes push forward um, just with no resolve because that, that's just the mentality he's built in there. So I've tried to make sure that my stubbornness um, keeps me on a path to push forward, um, but not put blinders on where I'm constantly trying to run through a wall because I haven't looked two feet to the left to see there's a door, right? And so that's, but that's each day that when you do show up and you do, you know, I run every day and it's, it's one of these things that that's just what I do now is running my, you know, my, my passion. No, I, I don't know. I, I just do it because that's what I do. And that that's what I've built into my system and my rhythm. And I create predictability in my mornings. So I create a win that I will show up with. So it's, you know, my, my morning routine will be a win. No matter what happens throughout the rest of the day, no matter what comes at me, I've already controlled my morning. And so the rest of the day can, will play out. And when things come up, I've already had that win and had that control. So I can take the time to focus on them where if you and the listeners think about your day and say, am I waking up right now into chaotic day where I'm trying to understand, you know, what am I going to wear? Um, you know, what, should I eat something? Am I running out? My kids are coming in here. I'm getting a call for work. I have to run out. There's traffic. I may be late. And you haven't given your time to yourself to control it. So you're at the um, wherewithal of whatever's coming at you. And then you get to the end of the day and say, what just happened? I don't want to do that anymore. But then you don't take the moments to prepare for that next day. Yeah, I think there's a lot of value in that. And man, I mean, we could recap everything you just said there and, and really, you know, highlight so much of it. I mean, if you think about, you know, really thinking about, well, what are you, what's driving you? What are you moving towards? And then what are you moving away from and getting really clear on that and then building in the regiment from there, right? And committing to, well, this is the vision that I have. And if I don't get there, then here's what could happen. So I think there's a ton of value in people gaining clarity and spending time in understanding, well, what is that clarity? And then really maybe tying some emotions, like some emotional residue to that. I'm, I know that you're, yep. you're passionate about that. And then showing up and saying, well, this is just who I am now. I've created this new individual and I continue to step into that. I continue to, you know, vote for this, this type of identity as, you know, James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits, which I think is so powerful. One thing that I really like about what you do, and, and I, I believe that you almost wear the same thing every day. Is that right as well? 
So, I, so not the same clothes, luckily, although, although I would, if it came to that, but yeah, <laughs> I just put, you know, basically a uh, great t-shirt and jeans on or, or, you know, some facet of that, because uh, there comes a point where if I'm going to waste so much time on something like that, or, or my eating patterns on point, think about all the time lost, right? Think about all mm-hmm. that time lost, just, just focusing on something that ultimately, if you can create a control, right, the more controls you can put in your day, you can spend time on things that are more valuable. You can spend things that are, you know, and of course, you know, I'm not wearing a, a great t-shirt and jeans. If we were go to visit Peely's family and go to the beach. Right. But in context, each day that, that it's the narrative, I just put this on because this is what continues to push forward that I can put my emphasis, right? That, that five minutes we could have took, I can spend that time with my kids. I can make a call that's going to be important to move us forward. I can get out to get on my workout. It, whatever is the narrative right there, I've not cut that out. And if you think about your day and you say, I have no time, well, what are the things you're doing in your calendar that you don't have marked down, but are chewing up five, 10, 20 minutes, a half hour or anything else, right? What is it? in your day that you're doing that if you just took out these pockets in here, you now get back two hours that you could focus on your family or you could, you know, build that app or you could start that business. You could do whatever, but now you found time because everybody can find time. I mean, everybody can find time. It's just, are you actually looking for it? Yeah. How committed are you to finding the time, right? Because when you say I have no time, you're telling your identity that you don't. And you're convincing yourself of this narrative that may or may not be true. And most likely it's not, right? You're spending your time in other ways. You're choosing how you're spending your time. But I think that's really powerful. And it just goes back to success leaves clues, right? You look at, you know, the late, great Steve Jobs. I mean, he wore the same thing every single day and obviously not the exact same clothes, but you're removing a decision when you have so many decisions to make in your business and your life, you know, leading your family and, you know, being a fit individual, being someone who's, who cares about your health. It's about, okay, well, what can I remove decisions? Right. And this really resonates with me because I've recently started, you know, tracking my nutrition, you know, carb cycling, and whole food nutrition and, you know, intermittent fasting. And so, you know, entering in that into my fitness pal, as an example, it's like, all right, how can I keep the variables, you know, you know, the same over each day or or to a certain degree so that I don't have, I've got so many decisions to make in the business. So I think it's very, very valuable. So, you know, this kind of goes back to the routine, right? It's discipline within that routine, but then also allowing your, your genius, your zones of genius to come out through that. So is there anything else that's been really important? You talked about your morning routine, you know, a little bit, but is there anything else that you point to that's really a vote towards that next version of yourself that you continue to make? Well, it's the, it's the pairing of patience and persistence, right? And so everybody says, you know, be patient and put forward, but nothing sustaining ever happens quickly. So you working on your diet right there, changing the narrative. When you see why can't everybody meet their diet goals or their fitness goals is because they do something, the results don't happen immediately or they do very quickly. And because your mind's not ready for it to actually take place, you end up reverting back to where you were, right? Because you put yourself in an uncomfortable stage and then now you get to that uncomfortable stage and maybe you don't like it, but you haven't thought through the first part we talked about of, of why this is important to us. So when you get into the mode of saying, I'm going to be more healthy, you have to understand that this is this is a life plan. This isn't you know just a plan for right now. I'm the, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay. Um, why, like why that number, what does that mean? And when you get there, what are you going to do? Cause when we set up these diet plans, maybe you're setting up this plan to lose weight, but the, the 20 pound mark comes 
And if the plan is to, to lose, you know, two pounds a week and that's 10 weeks, whatever it is. Well, when you stop that, right. Cause the, if you keep going on that diet, now you're, now you're cutting a lot more than 30 pounds or 20 pounds. You're putting yourself in a position where you're not going to ultimately be healthy or, or be fulfilled, or you stop and you don't know what to do with that part. And so you revert to say, okay, maybe I can have Cheetos and, you know, and Mountain Dew or whatever is the case. <laughs> and then you start putting those pounds back on and you go in this point where you're on this never ending road of up and down and up and down because you haven't created why you need to be there and a plan for when you get there. Because goals get lost when you say, I want to go here, right? I want to lose 20 pounds, but you never get started because you, you, you think about, oh man, it's gonna be so hard to lose 20 pounds where today it might just be, okay, so first thing I need to do, get running shoes or first thing I need to do, get off the couch and go walk around the block. Or, you know, some of those points when we, we don't go after our goal, it's because we're so afraid of the goal when ultimately the first step is just need to do step one. And then that gives my mind like, okay, I've just won. I, I, I got to step one. And you create the easy win to get yourself out of the gate because you can think, well, well, man, if I could do step one, can I do step two? And then the next one might be, okay, tomorrow, instead of working in, walking an eighth mile, maybe I'll walk you know, a sixth mile, whatever's the case. Man, that, 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 was a, that was a win. And tonight I'll go to bed 10 minutes earlier, not three hours earlier. I won't wake up tomorrow four hours earlier than I do. I will, I will do something that I can start creating progress and then progress can build and in your body, your mind, everything can build into that because when we, we shock ourselves and we stop, right? And that's, that's the thing. And then shock can be good in its own capacity when you've continued to, to build your mind in a way that it's actually going to be sustainable. Because if you're yeah. going to go to that point here where you can build onto what you're doing because your, your mind's ready. It just says, okay, let's, let's test myself. Right. So, you know, I, I, I'm running ultra marathon. So I'm like, okay, I'll do calendar club. I'll run 500 plus miles in a month. Cool. No problem. Because it's just now it's the mind that's going to come down first to stop me. Right. So could you go out there and start working out, get yourself on a routine, be better? Yes. But your biggest adversary daily is going to be your mind. Your mind's going to be the first person, the first thing to be like, yeah, I don't know if today's a good day. Uh, maybe, maybe, you know, you're a little sore. Oh, it will not hurt if you have three slices of pizza, right? Whatever it is, it's, it's going to be the first barrier for you. And then you'll have external factors. And if we get into that, you, you surround yourself by, with people. And we get lost to think that other people who haven't done it can, can give you value on what you're going to do, right? Because, I mean, honestly, Tyler, your diet may be awesome for you, but if I do that same one, it may be horrible for me, right? So mm. one person's doing, and then you'll have people that will give you advice that won't align with you. And maybe, and this happens a lot, is that they're not trying to hurt you or put you down. They love you, but they haven't done it. So they can't, they, they, they're, they're pausing to give you a cause to, to not do it because they, they don't know, they don't, they can't see it yet. Right. They can't see the vision and they're not ready for that change yet. So if you're going to go out there and say, I'm going to, you know, run an Ironman, that person may be like, you might hurt yourself. I don't want to do that because they, they don't even run. Right. So mm -hmm. you have to look at that value. Are they trying to, they're trying to protect you because they feel that it, it would help you when in fact it's you who has to make that decision first on, on what you can do and the steps you need to get there. Hey guys, just a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be right back to the show. 
This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, and you know how much I love real estate and how it can be a vehicle towards creating any outcome that you want in your life, which is really why we created CF Capital, a real estate investment firm that focuses on acquiring and operating multifamily assets that provide stable cash flow, capital appreciation, and a margin of safety for our investors, for our partners, and for the people that we serve. Our team leverages its expertise in acquisitions and management to provide investors like you with superior risk-adjusted returns while placing a premium on preserving capital. Our mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors maximize their returns by investing in high-value multifamily communities. Our philosophy is that we can elevate communities together through this process. And I want to invite you to go check out cfcapllc.com because we have a free ebook that's called The Bottom Line, The 10 Ways to Increase Cash Flow in an Apartment Complex. And I want to tell you that this is a value-packed ebook. So I want to, want to invite you to go check that out right now at cfcapllc.com. I think you're going to get a ton of value just from reading this, whether you apply it to your own business or whether you educate yourself further on what it would look like if you invested with CF Capital. So go check that out at cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com. And enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah, I think it's important to recognize that, yes, there's definitely people around you who are trying to protect you by, you know, not allowing you to take that next step or, or evolve into the next version of yourself. But I've also heard a, uh, a theory or a concept recently, and I don't know if you've heard of this, Jason, but it's really interesting to me. Have you ever heard of the um, crab mentality? Hmm. No, I don't. So this is really fascinating. So you're going to find this fascinating. And and it's the other side of this, like the people you surround yourself with, or maybe they're not people you surround yourself with. So if you think about crabs, right, if you, yep. if you put a big net out into the ocean, you catch a yep. big, you know, thing of crabs, if they're all laying in there, they could climb out if they want to, but they just don't have the propensity to do so on, on a large degree. If one of the crabs tries to climb out, the others will pull it back down and literally rip its body parts apart. It's insane. Yeah, it's the bucket. And, I've heard this in a bucket right there. Okay, right? So, yeah, got it. Yeah. So it's, it's just really interesting to think about. Like some people want to sabotage you. Other people want to protect you. And so, all right, how are we managing our mindset, right? And so you said the biggest adver adversary will be your mind. And, you know, the people around you are going to be planting these beliefs in your mind. And at the end of the day, you have to choose what to believe and what not to believe. I mean, does that resonate with you, Jason? Yeah, and it's filtering out the things that are going to help you towards your goal, right? So, so, and you want to create, you know, and that doesn't mean like cut out your family, right? So you, you can still have that point, but you want to basically put in the trusted words that you need to build yourself forward, right? So you can take everybody and appreciate their context because the majority of people are not trying to hurt you. I mean, I, I would hate to have a negative person just me out there. Most people are, are just trying to give you pause because they're worried about the effect, right? The change. Um, so, you know, I once um, I did a 50 mile, my first ultra and, someone who doesn't run told me, well, if you're going to do a hundred miles, that's so much different than a 50 miler. And it was like, says who, you know, like who, who, who is my, who is, who is the backdrop to, to give you the guidance that a 50 mile is different than a hundred mile, right? Cause you, you don't run at all. So what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> so. Right. So what, how do you delineate? And I, I would imagine that most of your training running wise, it, I mean, obviously there's tons of benefits for your physique, for your health, for your longevity, for your vitality, all of these things. But how does it support you as an entrepreneur, as an investor? I mean, what type of mindset and, and what skills have you developed as a result of this ongoing training as well? Well, let's, we'll call it the hundred mile mindset, right? It, the goal of running a hundred miles 
is, is getting to the end, but, it, but if it, I've never done hundred miles until I did hundred miles. So, you know, for, for context, if you're trained for a marathon, typically there's a training packet, you know, you'll run, you know, three miles to start four miles, five miles, you'll build yourself up to some 20 mile runs, right? Well, when you get into hundred miles, it's not like three weeks before the race, you're running a bunch of 80 mile runs. You know, you're, you're building to the point where they say it's 50% of your legs, and then 50% of your mind, right? So hmm. the first 50 miles are your legs and then the last 50 miles are your mind. And you get to the narrative that when you get out of the gate, you, you're just creating and stacking wins. Okay, the first one is I'm just going to get to the aid station. Then I'm going to get to the next aid station. So maybe we're, you know, there were 20 miles in and then sooner or later, you're in 50, 60, 70 miles. Maybe you're running to the tree or let me just get to that next, you know, rock, whatever it is that just keeps pushing the narrative forward. And because the ultimate part is the end goal, right? And that's the accomplishment. And that's why you set out on this journey. But that, that's entrepreneurship, right? Entrepreneurship is the ability for you to say, okay, the end goal, I, I, I know where that is, but I have to create the narrative. And throughout the race, it, it, you will not have a direct path to the goal. So I might get a rock in my shoe and get a blister. I remember the first, um, it was a, it was a high intensity, uh, ultra. I did uh, a lot of elevation. I was my, I went out there with a plan that said, okay, I am going to run the uphills, come strong on the uphills and I'm going to do everything I can to keep my feet wet. So that was my plan. Now, again, I don't look at the courses before I go there. I just me, I just don't, I just go, I know the distance and I show up, that's it. And let's go by mile three. Uh, the elevation was so steep. You couldn't run. And then mile four, there was the first of four rivers you had to cross and my feet were soaked. So, you know, okay. So, so new plan, no plan. Right. And that's (laughs) the point is that you have to be open to understand that if you're pushing the ball forward, things are going to come up that are going to become barriers for you to cross. And you have to identify the barrier and then understand what pivot you can make to get you close to getting back in line. And that pivot is something that, okay, maybe I, at that same race, um, as, as throughout the day, some of the markers were getting picked up and I ended up running like a mile and a half off pace. And all of a sudden I thought I was, I had hit a marker and I was like out in the wilderness. Right. And all of a sudden I'm out nowhere. I just backtrack and I finally see somebody running the course and I jump back on. But again, like those are the steps. Sometimes you have to go forward and you find you've gone forward the wrong way and you end up having to go backwards. That's entrepreneurship each and every day. It, there, there is a guided map that people can say you can try but your map is going to be different than the next. You can follow your steps to understand where your goal is and then keep piecing it together one after one. So for me, I, I just, I keep pushing forward and then the new goal becomes the next accomplishment that I have to find that first step to get to. I love that. I love the uh, new plan, no plan. I mean, that's, that's it. Cause we get knocked in the face, man. We get knocked on the ground and it's like, Oh my gosh, I had all these things and all of these plans. And it's so funny. I mean, like as you start businesses, you're like, oh, well, let's let's put together a business plan. And then, oh, the market shifts drastically or whatever it is. And so I think there's a ton of value in that. And I would imagine the internal voice is one that it's like you have to almost laugh at sometimes, where it's like, I've heard this one before. And um, you can apply that, right? And and one thing I just wanted to circle back on this earlier. You were talking about, you know, you were talking about patience and persistence. Um, I just wanted to circle back on that quickly because I heard a quote recently uh, by Naval Ravikant. He says, impatience with actions, but patience with results. 
And so it is about that stepping into continually taking action, right? And continuing to move forward, which has really been the theme of our conversation in so many ways. But Jason, man, I want to switch gears a bit and talk real estate because I really admire what you've been able to do and continue to do in real estate. And you well, guys, obviously- I, I'll throw one thing in there if that's fine. Yeah, so please. As we, as we transition to real estate here, my investing philosophy for buying apartment buildings is being passively aggressive, right? Hmm. So, and I'll call it that- we are constantly doing our plan to identify the right opportunities. However, we're patient and passive in our approach. We're not, which means that we are buying buildings that work for us and we're not pushing anything to work for us because we don't need to buy a building. We, we are no, but we know our plan being aggressive, but being passive in nature will lead us to have opportunities come up. Yeah, that's my type of passive aggressive. And let me tell you, I've worked with, I've worked with <laughs> passive aggressive people in the past. And that's, that's more along the line in the, uh, the mindset that I'd like to have as well. So I love that. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I know that you really thrive in is asset management. And I just admire that because it actually, you know, that's one of the most challenging parts of the business, right? It's, it's delivering and executing on the business plan and overcoming challenges. So, I mean, obviously there's a lot of delineation that we can draw from the conversation that we were just having on ultra, you know, marathon and running and all these things and these commitments. But, you know, what separates average from great and or extraordinary asset management? I mean, what are some of the characteristics that you've really had to develop in your business to deliver beyond expectations? Honestly, the communication nature, first off, and we've known that from the start. So um, I remember probably 13 years ago, I was running this really fast paced, large um, New York City outdoor bar. And the, I basically had taken the, um, the bar side of it and just transformed it really. We, you know, we increased it like 25 times on sales. But, the, but the, the restaurant side was always lagging. And then at a point, I stepped into the role to look over both apartments. And I, I quickly realized the, um, the point that, that was really keeping it back was that <clears throat> you, you didn't have the communication level. And the, the chef wasn't narrowing to the owner that the decisions being made from the top down we're creating an environment where you would have 10 salads and every salad on, and we're not talking, you know, a fine dining where you have the time. These are, you know, you're, you're doing salads and, and with maybe a 20,000 people will come on a Saturday and each salad had everything different, all different ingredients, right? So now you had this, this chaos of an approach where you had the preppers in the morning, trying to, trying to prep to prepare all these crazy things. It would take forever. They could never keep up because there wasn't enough space. And they would constantly run out of things because they couldn't prepare in a way that when you got in there, um, you know, the salads were slowing everything down because they had so many ingredients, right? So, you know, you'll see the ones that perform the best, they'll be able to transition ingredients for, for different meals and use them across the board. So in one, and it starts cutting down your cost, right? So when your food costs are running out of control, it was because you had so many items, you had so much labor that needed to go to assist with everything, right? Because you, you do this, you start cutting back the salads, then you had three people's on salad, you can almost cut it down to a, a whole person. Not to say we want to take someone out of the job, but it's just looking at efficiency because then you have three people running into each other, you know, instead of the two people. And then you have less stations that have to be basically targeted. Well, same thing goes with asset management is you have to look at what's benefiting the property and what's hurting the property. So on context, you, you may think more is better, but if you look at a property where maybe you have three or four maintenance people, when in fact you only need one or one and a half or two to start you out and get you on point. And so each maintenance person is not really doing the correct point because they're not filtering down uh, the maintenance calls. And so maybe you're having a maintenance person that's not, um, aligned to take on a plumbing issue and be tackling that while the other uh, maintenance guys who, who, 
potentially are, are warranted to do that are focused on another problem. So making sure the teams align and then talking with your third party management company and going over the plan. And instead of saying, here is the plan, saying, here's the plan I suggest, I'd love your feedback, right? Because it's one thing, every management company says, sounds great. Yeah, we'll do it. Let's go for it. But when you get their feedback, you can identify if they believe there's some gaps in the plan and that could be in a negative and a positive. Maybe you're leaving some room on the table or maybe they don't fully believe that the plan you're going to do is going to be most beneficial for the property. And then when you implement that plan, it's again, gets back to that narrative of you have to pivot accordingly and you have to do this quickly, right? So let's take water bills, right? If if you're not paying attention to that, that level of your water bill across a couple hundred unit property, no one's paying attention and you have a leak in the pool or a leak in 10 units. And maybe the, the, uh, the, the quote unquote um, tenants haven't learned to call in because they're used to this approach. You may find six months down the road that your water bill is massively high. And by the time you realize it, now you've lost six months and you have to go in there and fix the problem. So now it's going to potentially going to be another two, three, four months. And with where you could set in the um, really the, the stop um, action ahead of time, trend where the water, know where the water bill is going to be, track where it is, and then make sure the communication carries to the tenants that there, there's new people who own this property who care and want to make it better. So showing up and, and fixing things and telling the tenants that, that we want to make this a better community to live. So let us know the problems. So it's a communication from you down to your property management company and them making it apparent with tenants because the tenants might get to a point here where they're like, man, I've had this other group here. They had the property for five years. I call them, I call them, I call them and they don't show up. So why am I going to call the new guy? Cause he's not going to show up either. And that can ultimately cost you a ton of money. That's literally water going down the drain. So it's communication. It's aligning the team. It's achieving buy-in with property management as well as, you know, your tenant base, you know, it's like buy-in, Hey guys, we want to do the right thing here. We want to improve living conditions. So, you know, communicate with us, right. We've got to open up a two-way street. Yeah. Yeah. And so we go to the income side, the income side is looking at everything that's not being captured that can be captured by other properties, but then looking at the potential for other aspects that those properties aren't thinking about that could potentially come in there and create income that may cost, maybe something on the tenants, but ultimately won't be on the tenants, right? So you could look at anything from, um, you know, from laundry contracts to, you know, setting up um, satellites to, you know, storage options to um, taking a unit that was used as an office and finding a room in a laundry room, making that the office and creating an extra unit. So there's all these different things that you can look for if you're looking, right? You can just say, okay, what other ways can this building make money? Just like you see any business, right? If someone's doing, um, I don't know, uh, dog food, right? They're like, oh, well, I, I'm gonna, I, I'll sell dog food online. And why people come there, if I offer them leashes and collars, maybe they can get the same thing, right? Well, it's the same thing with, with your apartment buildings. So can you look at other ways that this, this building, which is basically just, we're buying businesses, can improve based on finding other income streams that can align with the property? 
Yeah. And one of the things that I'm kind of reading in between between the lines with you is it's extreme ownership at the end of the day. It's like, yes, you have property management team on site. And yes, there are tasks to identify new income opportunities. They are tasked to identify, you know, expense regulation or what have you. But at the end of the day, the buck stops with you as the owner, right? As the syndicator, as the general partner. And so having the extreme ownership on all of these things, not only looking and being innovative, but establishing systems, right? And what's our process for identifying our numbers and being able to get ahead of issues and not letting them go four to six months before we, we, we solve them. And so could you talk a little bit about your systems and how do you sort of, you know, keep everybody not only accountable, but get ahead of issues ahead of time? Sure. So we have a weekly meeting uh, with all properties and management companies um, each each week, right? And so we'll go over, starting will be construction or any renovations. Uh, next will be collections. Next will be leasing. Next will be open items. Um, very easy. We'll go through the meeting on that point. Um, and then we'll address concerns or any, any questions that come up, right? So that's every week. And then those same parts have financial sent every week. And then also we'll send uh, over payables, right? So those are, those are the items we're looking at. And it's, it can get automated by, by the management company so they don't have to do a ton of work and leg work, but this can come over and give you the clarity to be able to understand what the property is doing, right? And so, what, and again, get back to that point, what's missing the market, what needs to pivot. These calls are important because you do want to hear the narrative, right? Because sometimes property management, usually you have a context. Some property management companies just aren't great. Some are great, but the the owner hasn't, and this happens a lot in the single family space, hasn't told the property management company what they want. And it gets back to that point. I haven't told you what you want. And in my mind, you're going to do this, but then a property management company does something else, which might be fine for the property, but because you didn't have this conversation, you're like, you're very unhappy with their, their approach but you never told them what you want to do. Right. So it's, and it gets back to the communication, right. Partnerships in general, most partnerships that fail are because communications that both partners get out in this part. It's a great idea. Let's go after it. But each partner thinks that they're going to have a different um, amount of effort into it. One thinks, Oh, this will only be a couple hours a week. And the other one's like, I'm going to go full-time in this where I'm going to do 24 hours a day, but no one communicates. So then the one who's doing all the work, gets upset at the other partner who's, who's not pulling their weight supposedly, but because the conversation was never brought up that the other partner thinks they're doing what was necessary. So could you give me an example of telling a property manager about what you want? Is are you talking about, Hey, look, our goal is to hit this, this level of revenue, you know, by whatever month, or could you give us an example of what you mean? Sure. By that? So we, we're going to take over a property. We say we, we see potential in this property. Um, we think, and we'll go back to them and get their performer, right? Cause I want to see a uh, separate from mine. So I always get that from the property manager company. Cause I want to know what they're coming out to. I don't want it to be skewed by my idea. So I don't want to come in there and say, we're going to do this X, Y, and Z and then accomplish this mission. And that the, the property manager comes back. And they're like, yeah, that's that's a great plan. I got the same thing on my paper, right? So we'll have them come back to us with their pro forma, what the property can come. And then we're going to look at the property and address what can be done on the expensive side. So maybe it's going to include a bill back plan for utilities, or we're going to do a plan to replay. And this won't be um, filtered into the property management company because they don't know your CapEx plan. So maybe we're going to change out all the toilets, the faucets, and the and the, and the shower um, heads to, to low flush and uh, and aerators, right? So we're going to look to cut down the water bill there if it's an all-owner's paid property. And then on the income side, we're going to add storage units. We're going to take a um, the office, revamp that to make that back to a unit. Or we didn't, in one part, we had a three-bedroom. We made one bedroom into the office, a different entrance, and it left a two-bedroom, which aligned with the property for, for the rest of the property. Uh, we'll go and source cable contracts and go on those parts. So our narrative with the property management companies, we think that the delta in this property 
is on operations and also um, the lost lease. So we're just going to do a, a classic approach. I'm going to these units to capture on the lost lease. And then once we get stabilized to the point where um, we're, we're back to an occupancy that we can um, concern, we're, we're going to look at our, our releases and we're going to do a stage of increases. We're not going to bring them all the way up to market because a lot of tenants are, are not bad people. They were just offered lower rent. So we're going to do a stage of increases to bring them up to market, whether it be three, six, nine month leases. And then once we hit a part where, where occupancy is sustained, we're going to look at the premium renovations to see what else we could do to capture close to where we feel a premium unit would hit market rent. You guys, I just wanted to take a brief time out from the show, this incredibly mind expanding discussion to speak to the high achievers, the high performers. I wanted to speak to those who have a burning desire to go to the next level and beyond. First of all, I hear you and I see you. When I got started as a real estate entrepreneur, fresh out of my W-2 corporate job, I was excited and jubilant to create and design my future. At the same time, my business and life was filled with confusion, filled with fear, doubt, uncertainty, and to be honest with you, sometimes even sleepless nights and hopelessness, even while experiencing what many would have considered substantial success. Ultimately, I mustered up the courage to hire one of the world's top high-performance business coaches to work directly with me on creating strategies, systems, and profound shifts towards accelerating my multifaceted performance and to become an industry leader. After years of investing significant resources into myself and in my business through this process, I am now paying it forward as a high-performance coach to those who feel called to elevate to the extraordinary. Wherever you are right now, you know deep down that you have it within you to be great. If you're someone who's seriously looking to elevate your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal flow, your network, your net worth, your lifestyle, and ultimately your life right now and ongoing for the rest of your life, I have a message for you. Because if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I have limited coaching spots available to guide people like you who want to substantially close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. These are first come, first serve, and demand high-touch, one-to-one focus from me directly to you. And this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive, committed, and willing to do whatever it takes. It's only for those willing to play full out and invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to achieve greatness in real estate investing and beyond, which is what we're all about on this podcast. This is for those defiantly inspired for transforming as an empowered limitless and unstoppable human being in full control of their and their business's future. If that is you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com where you can apply for this life-changing opportunity. We will then schedule a discovery session where we will directly discuss what's working, not working, and how we can work together to accelerate your future. With that said, enjoy the rest of the show. That's amazing. So I definitely want to encourage the listener to go back and re-listen to every single thing right there because there's so much action that you can apply to your business immediately. So Jason, going back to you guys just being passively aggressive in terms of the growth of your business, you have still been scaling with that in mind. And, and I love yeah. that. So could you talk about maybe some tools that you found really useful as you've continued to scale your business? It, again, it gets back to communication, right? So I called up some brokers today and I have like three or four properties that are coming up, right? But I, I don't call them every day, but I just check in. Hey, um, you know, we're in acquisition mode. Uh, we have, um, you know, we just did a cash out refinance, gave a bunch of investors money back. Um, so we have money that, that would like to put to work. So having that in range, keeping context. And then the other angle is being very specific with what you want. 
So the thought process is that if I'm open to everything, I'll get more opportunities, right? And so I'm open to everything, I'll get more opportunities, but you won't, right? Because if I came up to you as you, when you were a broker doing this, and I was like, Tyler, I want properties somewhere in Kentucky. You (laughs) would be like, okay. And either you would just wouldn't send me anything or you would send me everything. And I'd be like, none of this works, right? It gets back to the property manager, not telling them what you want. But if I came up to you and said, I want 75 to 150 units, BC assets built, um, 1990 to 2005, um, $5 million to $12 million valuation in the um, South End or South Central submarkets of Louisville. You'd be like, okay, got it. Boom. You know, and now, now when you see that, now you can send it to me. Plus, if I give that narrative to everybody else, right, you know, RIA means or anywhere else, you start telling people what you want. Well, they'll be like, they'll see something and then they'll say, well, that's what Jason's looking for. So I can send it over to him, right? Because now I've given everybody what I want. So it's easier for me to get back instead of going to the RIA meeting and saying, I buy multifamily property somewhere in the US. And on the counter effect, if you got the greatest property alive and say it's in Boise, Idaho, and you're like, cool, I love the market. This looks cool. Well, you don't know because you don't know if you're on the wrong side of the tracks and you just got rezoned out of a school district. Um, you know, the property values are different on the other side of the road because of X, Y, Z, who knows? You don't know that. So you're going to be late to the game to fully be able to underwrite it, but you're also going to be in a position where you're not able to make a great investment because you, you just don't know where you are. And you could be in your same state. And like, if I was in New Jersey still and I was in North Jersey where I live, and someone was like, I get the best property ever in Cape May. Well, I don't, I have no idea, right? It's in a whole different world than the South of New Jersey. So I couldn't really identify if it was a great opportunity. So I'd, I'd be either guessing or not really be able to make a full analysis. So we target really core markets. Right now we're really bullish on Louisville MSA and, and Nashville MSA, right? So we're going all in to learn because when you're in a city, you're not buying the city. Like I'm not buying all Louisville, but I'm buying some markets and that's where I want to be. So if I have something that's coming and, you know, it's going to be in the West end or, or some parts down in the Southwest, I know I don't want to be there. So I'm just going to say, okay, doesn't work. So yeah. it's staying, not only being specific, but staying in your arena, right? Cause if you basically break that, it gets back to the diet thing. So, all right, I'm not going to eat Cheetos anymore. Two weeks into it, you're like, you know, four Cheetos won't hurt me. Well, it's that same thing. Like, where do you cut it off with, with the apartment buildings? If you do 75 to you know hundred units and you're like, yeah, maybe I'll look at a 60 unit. And then the next week, like maybe I'll look at that 50 unit. Then the next week you're looking at the 12 unit, right? And then now you're looking at new construction. You're looking at, um, you know, buildings from the 1920s. You've now not set the narrative for what you want. So you'll start going away from that mission and you'll start not understanding what you actually want. So you won't be able to make a good decision when something good is in front of you. Right. When you start negotiating with yourself, you start opening up all these other variables and you just open up this huge can of worms and you go down a rabbit hole that you, you know, you may not like where you end up. So I think there's so much value, but I love how you really went specific on owning and really knowing the details of each submarket that you're really participating in. When I talked about scale, I was asking you about scale. And that's, you know, the answer that you came up with, which I love that because it's about focus. It's about persistence. It's about everything that you're about, which I love. But Jason, man, what are you most excited about these days? I mean, what's really, really getting you invigorated outside of everything else, which I already know we don't really need any additional motivation for you because you're so motivated. But is there anything that you'd point to that you're most excited about these days? It's been fantastic. We're homeschooling the kids, right? And so it just gives you another another chance to just watch them just grow. Because you'll find if they're in daycare or going to you know kindergarten, they'll come back and you're like, where did you learn that, right? So you, you're able to see that growth and you're able to push it forward because 
you have to understand that when you're doing something, you're never going to be able to have perfect balance, right? So if I had 73 plates, I couldn't carry all the 73 plates, but there's times where you have to put the focus somewhere and for a time being, right? So it might be all business right now, or it might be all, you know, health concerns if that came up, or it might be, you know, um, certain times with family and other points. But when you're able to do this, you can help them with their growth, make sure that, you know, they're working to that point and also see it very quickly as it happens. Because I turn around and, you know, when you're so close to things, you don't realize how quickly they grow, right? So a foot later, you're just like, man, I didn't even realize it, but you've just grown a foot, right? So I'm excited about just watching that growth. I'm excited about what we're doing here. Yerusi Holdings, we have a ton of great investors on board with us. Uh, we've been really proactive with our opportunities. And uh, we did, uh, we had four acquisitions last year, a, um, a, a sale of, a, of our first multifamily property um, that we purchased in 2017 and a cash out refinance. So we're, we're excited for this year to watch the narrative continue to grow and then just continue to expand. You know, we're excited to be down here in Tennessee. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Congrats on all the, uh, all the growth and man, you've got a beautiful family. So I love to hear that. Thank you. And um, man, Jason, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I want to transition into our rapid fire section. We call it the rare air questionnaire and man, you're rare, you're uncommon, which is a beautiful thing. And I just admire you so much. And I want to just ask you a few quick questions here. If you were to point to two or three of the most impactful books that you've read over the past few years, what would those be and why? Mm, that's a good question. So there's a lot, right? So you said David, uh, David Goggins earlier. That, that's a great book, right? Um, Principles is a great book. That gives you a lot to the point right here. Um, what else would be a fantastic book? I, I find that every book I read, I, I take something away, right? If that, that comes to the point of like good versus bad, if we're looking for um, negativity, we'll find negativity. And if mm. we're looking for um, problems, they'll find us, right? And if we have a problem and we're not looking for a solution, we'll get stuck there. Um, so that's a great book. You know, um, One Thing's a great book, Miracle Morning, a bunch of these that you've heard before. Let me, let me look at our shelf real quick. You know, I know. I'm like you. It's like, I got to look around. Uh, yeah. There's always something new, but I love that comment. The like though. switch is great. You ever the, the like switch? Yeah. The like switch. Okay. It just talks about um, your approach to, to talking with people. There, there's always interesting um, a, a narrative there, um, but there's a ton in there. You know, I actually yeah. just um, read, uh, was it Don Peebles on, um, on development? And that's interesting too, right? Because it, it just talks about the mentality to do so and, and how he accomplished these large projects, just making sure that he was constantly in the place to, to, to um, and I forget what it's called, but it's, it's on development. You look at Don Peebles, he, he's done yeah. incredible things, right? So, um, but just how he's um, continued to orchestrate these, these massive de de developments that he's been able to pull off um, just based on understanding the potential and looking for potential when everybody else is just tunnel vision to, to one part of the opportunity. Yeah. And it, it goes back to mindset. I mean, you just mentioned earlier when you were kind of searching for a few other suggestions of, you know, there's always something to learn, right? If you, if you train your mind to look for that, but then also you're talking about, you know, from a development standpoint or, you know, real estate acquisition, it's like, well, what's the possibilities here? Let's open our mind to a little bit of innovative thinking. So yeah. I just love that. Um, you know, if you were to point to, you know, the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis outside of what we've already talked about today, I know that I would imagine your, your commitment to fitness and nutrition and your family would, would, would relate there, but is there anything else that you'd go further to say? Uh, so meditation in the morning, 10 minutes, get in there, give my, give my head space to just have the space and then saying, thank you. 
just mm. thank you. It could be thankful, you know, that my dog has been here 15 years. It's thankful <laughs> that we had, I don't know, a salad last night. Who knows? But just anything that is put in that part to be thankful for what you have because it can easily be uh, taken away. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Cause that's a, uh, it's a great reminder for all of us, but what's the biggest way that you elevate others around you, Jason? Uh, I've been trying to just give back as much possible. Um, so I think if someone, I got in a couple conversations yesterday, someone wanted to talk about getting into multifamily. Someone had a deal that they, um, not that I was into, but complete different market that they just had questions about. Someone wanted to talk about ultra running, you know, so I'm hoping they just have a lot of conversations because generally, Everybody in this world is either one step ahead or one step back. And when you get to the point to understand that, then you can get further along your mission and you can bring part people ahead. And generally, if you think I, I don't have something to offer someone, well, you do, because in the position you're in today, someone uh, is in that position five years back from where you are, right? So they're just asking for that next step because you may be there today and saying, I, I don't really know. I haven't accomplished a lot, but there's someone that's five years behind you that, that you could help just by saying one thing, because they're in a place you were five years ago. And now they're looking for guidance to get where you are today. That's so cool. And I just literally right before this podcast had a call with someone who was asking about, you know, they had some questions about starting a podcast. And it's so funny, because I remember having the exact same conversation with another friend of mine, you know, two and a half years ago. And it's, mm -hmm. it's really cool how those things come full circle, and you can pay it forward. And uh, it's never a waste of time, man, because contributing to somebody else is something that's extremely powerful, you know, and, and you almost receive more than you give, you know, almost every time, at least that, that's what it is for me. But Jason, man, you are amazing. I really admire you. I really appreciate you. Is there any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you share with Elevate Nation today? You have to get started. You, you won't regret doing, you will regret not doing. And so much of our life, we wait, we wait for the perfect moment, but that never comes, comes around. But if we put in our mind that we're just going to start going, the perfect opportunity will just happen to show up because we've started literally everything moving in a direction that gives us the chance to have the perfect thing show up for us. It can be, I mean, you get to give that on anything, um, you know, dating, marriage, kids, fitness, um, real estate, uh, your, your job, your perspective and job, your perspective on life. It, it, that can apply across the board. If you just start pushing in a direction, tomorrow's not going to be better. The next week's not going to be more ideal. Next month is not going to be, you're going to have more time. It's just, just go right now. Man, I could not have said it better myself. Jason, Yerusi, everybody, uh, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can learn more about you and what you do. Thank you. Uh, so go over to yerusiholdings.com. That's our site. You can find everything about us there. You can connect with me on Instagram. You want to see a lot of running and working out. Jason, Yerusi, uh, we're actually doing a live event. Happy, cool if I mentioned that. Absolutely, <clears throat> so, please. And when I say live, we'll say virtually live, right? So that, that's where the narrative. So uh, June 10th, 11th, and 12th, uh, multifamily live events. Um, we put on a, a fun event a year ago. It's, it's, it's over a year ago. It's actually a year and a half now, and it was great. And uh, we've been waiting to do one for a while now. So we're really excited. It's going to be a three-day virtual event. So it's going to really go out. We're going to talk all things multifamily, um, a lot with everything that comes to the capacity. So that's going to be great. But multifamilylive event.com. 
Yeah, and we'll put a link in the show notes uh, to multifamilyliveevent.com, of course, where you can find Jason, where you can find out more about URC Holdings. So just be on the lookout for all of that in the show notes. But my goodness, I want to encourage you to re-listen to this show because I don't know about you, but uh, man, there's a lot of gold nuggets of wisdom here that you can apply immediately. And it is about creating momentum, right? It's about taking one action. What's the next action? What's the highest priority? Not getting overwhelmed to say, well, my goodness, it's going to be hard. It's just take one small action action and let it compound. So I want to encourage you to re-listen to this show because repetition is the mother of all skill, which is what Jason is all about himself and pay it forward. Share this with someone else. Take a screenshot of this show, put it on, you know, Instagram, put it on LinkedIn, put it on wherever, wherever you love, you know, social media to share with your network and share with them. What are your top three distinctions? What are your top three takeaways, whether it's your fitness, whether it's your life, whether it's your real estate business or otherwise, I mean, there's so much that you can apply from this show. So I want to encourage you to do that, pay it forward. And, you know, until next time, Jason, I really, really appreciate you taking time. Thank you so much. Have a ton of fun always talking with you. Great. We connected. Absolutely. Elevate Nation. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.